Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ben Mullen Project Podcast. Today, I sat down with a friend of mine and a weekly hair client by the name of Linda Verdusco. Linda is by far one of the most fascinating, eclectic human beings I've ever met in my whole entire life, and a really big inspiration to me. At the age of 82, she is still able to run in excess of over 10 miles, uh, does physical labor jobs just to keep herself active, and is just a super, super cool woman, and it's been awesome to get to know her. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and this time that I have with her as we talk about mindset and protecting our body so that we can live our greatest lives. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. So what's up, Linda? Nothing much. Good morning. Good morning. We're doing it. And we're doing it. I've talked about doing a podcast with you for a while now and today is the day. Good. Yeah, that's it. So when people ask me about running... They're just like, what's the trick? How are, you know, how does this work and how does that work? And your name, if your ears ever ring, like out of nowhere, it's me talking about you. And I say, hey, I know this woman named Linda, and you are 83, right? 82, I'll be 83 June 25th. Gotcha. I said, I'm friends with this woman named Linda. Linda's in her 80s. And Linda, if she needed to, can still run 10 miles and has no aches and pains. None. So... My advice to people about running is listen to Linda. So like for real, when I got into running, the advice that you gave me has changed everything. So first of all, thank you. And secondly, I mean, what's up? Like how with your journey with the running and like your age and staying super healthy and fit, like, what are some of your secrets and what are some advice that you would give to people that are looking to get into pushing themselves and just living their best life? Well, you have to be very careful what you put into your body. And I tell everybody this, if you feed your body garbage, your body is going to be garbage. They think that's funny, but it's not. It's a reality. Uh, I watch everything that I eat. I don't own a salt shaker. I don't smoke, and I don't drink. I try to get eight hours sleep, which is very important for your body to rejuvenate, and it rejuvenates at night and rebuilds itself. Now, as far as running, when you told me that you had aches in your knees, my advice to you was to get glucosamine sulfate and hyaluronic acid. Those were the two things. Those were the, actually, when I started running, I talked to two different people that belonged to the Calumet Region Striders. Well, How were, old were you when you started running? Uh, I was 54. No way. Yes. So you never ran 
a day in your life, and then you were 54, that's when you laced up. That's when I started. What got you into it? I worked at St. Margaret Hospital. They used to sponsor a race that was called the Two-State Two-Step. I volunteered the one time, and I saw all these people that, to me, I thought, man, that's an old person. What are they doing running? So I walked up to one, and I said, the same thing that people ask me now. <clears throat> I said, how can you do this? And the, I remember the gentleman had, um, um, he had a brace on his knee, and he says, well, first of all, you have to educate yourself because you can get hurt running. I said, okay, uh, uh, and then what? He says, then you start out slow. So what I started doing <clears throat> on my lunch breaks at the hospital, if anyone is familiar with the um, geography or the size and scope of St. Margaret's, it was a large, very large rectangular uh, building. So I would go on my lunch break and I couldn't even run one side I had to build up my aerobic base. I would run uh, until I was out of breath. I couldn't even, it was just like not even half of a block. And then I would walk a little bit. And when I was winded again, I would run a little more. And that kept up for about, I would say, maybe three weeks, four weeks, something like that. What was your internal dialogue? when you would start and have to stop? Like, what did you do to get yourself to go past that discomfort point? To well, start? it wasn't discomfort. It's because my aerobic base, my lungs were, hadn't expanded enough. And uh, I, I, I couldn't catch my breath. You know, I'd run and then I'd be winded and I'd have to catch my breath. Uh, once I was able to get past that little bit of pain, I could go a little further each time. Uh, and I, like I said, I, it went on for about three to four weeks, I remember. And then I was able to go the whole distance, the one side of the building, one side of the street, without stopping. And then I turned the corner. The, um, going north and south was a little bit longer because it's a rectangular. And uh, the same way, I would get winded and I'd have to stop, catch my breath. And I'd walk a little bit and then I'd run again a little more. And I just kept that up week after week after week until eventually, I cannot recall how many weeks that took, I was able to do the whole block, the, all the way around the hospital nonstop. Then I knew I was on my way. I said, oh, now I can do it. I was very competitive, very. And I thought, if those old people can do it, and I was only 54, I said, I can do it. So I did. I started buying uh, running books. I started educating myself diet-wise and different training uh, manuals. And that's how it began with me. What were some of the training manuals 
Like, uh, what were you into? It was all magazines at that point, obviously, because the internet wasn't even a thing. No, no, there were there were books. There were books by um, Shorter. I can't remember all the different names. These are people that had done mar- uh, marathons. They they actually had books out, and I still have all those books. Uh, there was a young girl that um, Samuelson, I believe her name last name was. She had been in the Olympics, and I actually got to see her in person, speak to her, and uh, uh, got advice from her, and I just kept doing that. Uh, At the time, I was just taking glucosamine sulfate, uh, and one day, in my training, I was just out doing a long run, and I what would, was a long run for you back then? Uh, a long run for me was maybe not even three miles because I didn't know how to measure distance at the time. Gotcha. I, I, I would just run for blocks and I'd say, well, I don't know how much this is. I didn't have a, a, a watch. Uh, I didn't know that they had all these things for running. And I happened to be running by Purdue and I saw all of these runners running and I thought man what are they doing and it was a race that they had so I kind of stuck around and then when uh, I I think they were at the end of the race and I went up to them where they were all standing and uh, that's how I got introduced to the Calumet Region Striders and uh, I joined and uh, the, the rest is history I just uh, I would go to the training runs, I would attend their meetings, I joined, and uh, I just kept getting better and better and better. Um, we would go out to the dunes in... Uh, uh, and you're 54 or 55 at this time, at right? At that time, exactly. We'd go out to the dunes, um, what's the name, Mount Baldy. Yeah. And we'd go up there. And For those that are listening, Mount Baldy is a massive, massive sand dune. <laughs> it's well, right now, I think it's still under, um, I don't think you can go out there because there was a young boy. Because of the <clears throat> sand drifts, there was a young boy that had... Um, been swallowed up by the sand, and fortunately they were able to save him. But when we were doing it, it was still safe, you know. The sand dunes, <clears throat> what would happen is the wind would, uh, all these trees that were out there, the sand would, ha- uh, how should I say, would bury these trees, and there would be like hollows, and you would fall into them. Fortunately, this never happened to uh, to us or to me, but there were trails up at the top. You would, the hardest part was getting to the top, but it made you work, and that's what made me better because it was like you were fighting gravity. You could take one step up, and you would come one step down, and you just kept doing that until you got to the top. There was a ridge, and then you ran that ridge. It was just, it was phenomenal. I loved it. That's magical. Especially when you're in like a different landscape and you're running. It's hard to explain to people that have never done it, but there's just this euphoria that comes over you and you see water and like-minded people and you're in silence. 
And there's just like, it's almost like a form of like meditation or prayer, depending on how you look at it. And that's right. You, you said it, you nailed it. And that's exactly how it is. You get up to the top and all you see is Lake Michigan, water. And you're up on that ridge and it just feels so good. And then you come run down and you're on the beach. And uh, that was one of my first trainings. I loved it. Uh, I, I like training with the men runners because they made me faster. Uh, I, I was very competitive and I worked hard at it. I would, every day, as soon as I got off of work, I'd go out for a run. And they say, you can't do it every day. But I felt good. I, my muscles were new, I was fresh, and uh, they said, you're gonna wind up hurting yourself. But I just taken the glucosamine sulfate, never had a problem. Then one day I was at the health food store and I heard the young lady who works at Walgreens now, they were talking about hyaluronic acid. I said, now what is that for? And they said, that's for your skin and your joints. I said, really? So then at the time, computers were already in. And I did my research. I said, ah. So what, what year was this then? How old were you? Uh, I had already advanced into my 60s. Yeah. So you've already been running now for six years. Did you compete ever Oh yes. Oh, yes. I usually would come in. In some of the races, I would come in first. But some of the races, I would come in second. Uh, as a strider, there are um, <clears throat> races that I still hold the record. And you hold I, the record for your age division. For my age division. So what was the, what was the age division? How did they the, separate that? Okay, they're in fives. It's 50 to 54, 55 to 60, 65 to 70. The, the most competitive and the harder ones are the people that are from 30 to 35, 35 to 40. Those are the really fast runners, very, very good. I learned a lot from them and I would listen and I would ask questions and that's how it is. Uh -huh. And I always shared this with other people. I figured if I can do it, anybody else can. But, uh, the only one person that ever took my lead was my illustrious hairdresser, <laughs> Ben Mullen. Yes, I, I, when he was having problems with his knee, I told him, I said, get glucosamine sulfate and hyaluronic acid. Well, he did. And before I knew it, he was telling me that he had no problems. He was running these long distance runs more than I had ever done. And it just made me feel so proud because he listened. Uh, I, I would never give anybody advice that I wouldn't take myself. And that's how it is. I don't know how you couldn't listen to somebody that's in their lower 80s that's still able to run. Well, Because for <laughs> me, it's like I don't want to learn. Like I'd rather talk to somebody like you that has knowledge and wisdom and find out like, hey, this is something you can do to live a better life or live pain-free or check out new limits of what's possible. I'd rather learn from somebody like you than have somebody teach me like how to make a million dollars because it just makes more sense to 
obtain that knowledge if you're able to. So when people ask me, like, you know, who, who turned you onto this? And I was like, dude, if you listen to people that have more experience than you are and they're not suffering. So anytime I meet somebody that's older and they just don't have aches and pains and they're positive and optimistic, those are the people that I want to ask questions to. And what do you say to somebody when they are looking to get into something new for the first time? Like, for example, running or running could be anything for that fact. When someone says that they're too old, what's your, what's your take on that when someone says something like that to you? You know, I'd love to get doing this. I'd love to start firing this up. But no, I feel like my time has passed and I'm just too old. What would you say to them? No, no, it, it's not true because I was the same way. Uh, here I was in my 50s. I never thought I would be able to go this far. And look at me. If I can do it, it's like I say, anybody can do it. I am pain-free. I'm 82. People look at me and I'm limber. I can twist. I can bend. I can turn. Uh, I'm not stiff. I exercise on a daily basis. Uh, on a daily basis. And people think that that's not... They think it's crazy. But it's like I say, the other thing that I advise anybody, if you can afford it, get yourself a juicer. Uh, that was my one thing. You've got to lose weight. You don't want to be carrying around all that adipose tissue that's just useless weight. Uh, it has to use up oxygen. You're carrying around like a 50-pound sack of potatoes on you that you don't need. So you want to get, uh, the less that you can make your heart work is better. And um, by, how should I say, by keeping it uh, from working so hard to supply blood, to supply oxygen to these uh, uh, useless fat, you, you live longer. I mean, I'm a testament to it. I'm hoping to live to be 100. I, when I was running with uh, the Chicago, I belonged to Kara. Uh, well, actually, there were three clubs I, I belonged to. I used to belong to the Striders, uh, the Park Forest Running Club, and Kara, Chicago Area Runners Association. And I would, we had one little lady that was in her 80s. At that time, I think I was in my 60s. And I thought, man, I knew it. I said, if she can do it, I can do it. And now look at me. I'm 82, going to be 83 this June, and I'm on my way. I'm going to keep doing it. But like I said, you are what you eat. I think one of the things that stands out the most is that when you were looking for holiday work and your philosophy was, and this just kind of sticks with me, you wanted a job that you can get paid to work out at and you got a job doing like physical labor for UPS around the holidays. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Like what was, what was that like? And again, like what was the mindset behind that to make you take on such a physical job? I liked the fact that at UPS, it was a minute and a half just south of me. I could walk there, I could run there, I could drive there. I could drive there in a minute and a half. I could have run there in maybe a minute, uh, which would have been faster. 
I would have been saving on gas and, and money. The thing about it is what I liked, uh, there was something that I liked and something that I didn't like. I liked it because it was physical. You had to pick up boxes between 50 and 80 pound boxes. And it was very, very physical. You twist, you turned, you lift, and you were working on, um, what do you call this, um, a, a belt. Um, Look like a conveyor belt. A conveyor belt. And you had to keep up with things. Um, it, it was not easy, but uh, it was a challenge for me. Uh, but because I was athletic, I was able to do it. But apparently um, not to the satisfaction of some of my supervisors. So, But the reason why I'm laughing, I just want to have our listeners remember that you were 80 when this was happening. That's right. Like you took it on as an 80-year-old and even your philosophy of, well, yeah, I had to pick up 50 to 80-pound boxes and it was close to my house. So if I wanted to, I could just run there. And that's spoken from a woman that was 80 years old when she took this on. So I just wanted the listeners to just to re- remind, be reminded of that, of again, like why I'm such a huge fan of just your mind and what you're able to take on physically. I just think it's, I just think it's amazing. Very inspirational. Linda. Well, thank you. The thing about it is I would have still been there if they would have kept me, uh, but they didn't. So it was their loss. It, probably the good Lord that didn't want me to be there. The only thing I didn't like about it, I do not like the cold. You know, it's a warehouse. You're from Texas, too, though. I'm from Texas. I'm from San Antonio. Uh, Never saw snow. Uh, The only uh, cold that it just gets cold where water freezes. That's it. But never saw snow my whole life until I came to Chicago in... Let me see, it was 1969 of March, and there was snow. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't start running right there, running your ass back to Texas. <laughs> well, it, it, I thought it was very, very pretty. You know, uh, it was in the month of March, and of course, in March in Chicago, there was snow. And I thought it was pretty, but that gets old very, very quickly. Yes, especially since I didn't like the cold. Yes, I put up with it for five years. I lived in Chicago, and I said, no, this is a town that never sleeps. So that's when I moved to the suburbs. I moved out of downtown Chicago and wound up in Cal City. Uh, I worked at St. Margaret's and for 27 years. As a nurse, correct? Right, and then I um, went to uh, one of the girls said, why don't you move into Indiana? Everything's much cheaper. There's homes there. So I started looking around, and I did. I found the home that I've been in for 46 years, going on 47 this October, and uh, I, I love it. It's Everything's much cheaper, and I, I'm very happy there, yes. Yeah, Indiana is a completely different state than Illinois. I know it's like kind of like neighbors. It's like the difference of like Canada and like the U.S. It's like something happens when you cross that state line. Things just kind of get cheaper, like a lot cheaper. 
and you're still close to a major city. So you still kind of get the both of best worlds. But I am on the safe boat with you. I hate winter. <laughs> I don't even like, even if I was like a, a husky or like a snow dog, I would still effing hate this time of year. There's something about February, Linda, that is just like the longest month ever, even though it's got, I think the reason why it's got 28 days is because the good Lord knows that if it was any longer, we'd all be wanting to kill ourselves. <laughs> it's just I have brutal. To, I have to agree with you. I am, February is our worst month, but this year we have been blessed. Uh, it, we're almost, we're out of it. And now we're going into March. So what is it? March 20th is the... No, the 21st is the first day of spring, and the first day of spring, and then I think Sunday, the time goes forward. So I'm really looking forward to that. Once, let me see, um, I think it was Friday morning when I was getting ready to go to work, and I opened my front door. I said, let me see what the weather looks like outside, because I have a thermometer right outside my front door, and... It was dark, and I could hear the robin up in the tree. And it's dark, and the robins, uh, they have a certain little chirp, you know, uh, even in the dark. I said, oh, my goodness, that's a good sign. Every time you hear that, and you know that spring is around the corner. Nobody knows better than the robins. Yeah, I don't trust Mother Nature. (laughs) She's shady, and I think she's got something against the Midwest. I think she's just like, okay, you guys are safe from earthquakes and occasionally you'll get some high winds or something, but we're going to make it so you just have no idea what comes next. So, you know, it's one of the things I want to bring up and kind of segue into is that the running advice, the stuff for my joints, and I'll mention that you telling me to get on the glucosamine has not only helped my knees, but it also got rid of my early signs of carpet tunnel and lower back pain as well. So again, huge fan and thank you for that. But when you make plans, like for an example, every time that you leave me, and for those listening, I do Linda's hair once a week and I have for years, she makes an appointment when we're here and She says, I'll see you later. And you always say, God willing. Every time that you're about to do something, you always put it into higher ground to remind us that like, yeah, if I wake up tomorrow or if that day comes and I wake up, God willing, then I can make plans that way. And over the last couple of years, anytime that I talk to anybody, I say the same thing that you say all the time. (laughs) I say, God willing. Always. I'm like, well, I should be there tomorrow around two o'clock, God willing. It just automatically, it goes on the end of a sentence. And I just think it's the greatest way to just keep everything at like a neutral platform when it comes to making plans and just a friendly reminder that we're never guaranteed even tomorrow. That, that part is true. I mean, and when you give praises to him, he will take care of you. He's an answer of prayers. And every morning when I wake up, before I put my feet on the side of the bed, I do. I thank him for giving me one more day and for letting me wake up and for giving me my good health. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do this. I give all praises and honor to him. I do nothing of my own understanding. It's all him. And that's how I feel. Well... 
Linda, I must say it's a pleasure to have been keeping your company for the amount of years that we have together with our weekly visits and you have so much wisdom and so much knowledge that even the little bit that we we're able to put down today doesn't even touch the surface. Uh, but my friend, just kind of thank you for being you and the world is just a better place with people like you and Linda. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today after your hair and um, God willing, my friend. Thank you. And the same to you. You're a blessing to me and to all the people that you take care of and make them look pretty. Thank you, Ben. I got you, Linda. Thank you. You're welcome. It literally felt like I could have had that conversation for like four hours. So definitely want to get her back in the, the saddle again after a hair appointment. And people like Linda, they're the people that I come to for advice and I ask questions and yeah, she's just a real positive person. And I've learned a lot of takeaway from her as well. So I hope everybody listening at least gained one thing. And if not anything that you learned is I hopefully that you take away is that you're never too old to start new things. So you know, running at 54 and starting at 54 and then excelling and winning her age division, it just speaks volumes to me. So catch you on the flip side, God willing. Thanks for listening to the Ben Mullen Project Podcast. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.